Accelerated breach response. What is the concept and how can organizations practice it? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing accelerated breach response today with Ellen Giblin. She's Privacy Counsel with the Ashcroft Law Firm in Boston. Ellen, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Ellen, to start out, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work in breach response, please? Yes, I'd love to. I began my career at Iron Mountain working as an incident and data breach manager for the legal department. And what I did was I was negotiating the business associate agreements and doing some of the compliance work. And then when the business associate agreements started being negotiated more heavily around liability and indemnification, started to uh, also look at the requirements for notification and what the plan would be if there was an incident and how we would respond to it. So I worked with a group that we put in place to begin responding to incidents, even though at that time under HIPAA they were not required under just the privacy rule. So we were working under the contractual obligations for breach response. So, Ellen, I'm fascinated by the topic of breach response. And before we get to the accelerated concept, give me some insight, please. Where do you find that organizations are typically missing the mark when it comes to traditional breach response? I think the first issue is for a company to get really to the next level of breach response to where it's accelerated is you you need to have a plan in place. And I'm still finding with even the largest financial institutions that there's a great disparity company to company. So, for example, in the financial industry, they're getting more serious about cybersecurity, and you're talking about cybersecurity, and yet when you ask for the breach response plan, it actually doesn't reach down to all of the workforce, where anyone in the workforce who sees an incident or uh, an anomaly or actually, you know, an insider threat, social engineering or an attempt by someone to come into the system or, you know, onto the, the property, there's no way for them to interface and escalate their their concerns right to the breach response team. A lot of times it goes, you know, to a manager and then it can get lost or it goes to a complaint to HR and it can, you know, get put through a different process. The, the issue really needs to be how can your entire workforce go to the portal or website or even if it's paper and fill out an, an intake survey and report an incident right away? and have that escalated immediately. Well, that gives us a good transition to this concept of accelerated breach response. It's something you've spoken about a great deal. Define the concept for us, please. Sure. What we're looking at is, as I mentioned, my my experience began at Iron Mountain. So when you're moving the world's information, there's a lot of density of incidents that occur, and you're able to train more easily on those incidents uh, because there's just, at the number of incidents that can happen. But when you're in another company that may not have movement of information as their main core business, uh, you, you really need to get to everyone and educate and do training around what an incident looks like, how we define it, and what's reportable, 
and why do you report almost everything that, you know, you think is even possibly an incident? And then where that information goes to and where it's picked up and pushed through to response. So if you're, if you're catching everything at the bottom and it's being escalated to the top, then what you need is somebody there who can sort through just anomalies, events, uh, you know, incidents, and then inadvertent disclosures up to an actual breach. So when you get to the, to the point of breach, what you're looking for there is you need to have a team in place that responds to an actual breach. So with our clients, we have a incident management system that's in the cloud, and what we can do is we can give access to the clients down into their organization so that incidents can be escalated up and then they can be referred over to, to the law firm. And why that's important and why it's not an advertisement <laughs> for us is that the sooner the attorney-client privilege is put around an incident, the better. So really the concept begins with engaging an attorney to put attorney-client privilege around an incident so that it can be managed and dealt with you know, openly and forthrightly between your counsel and the stakeholders in your company who should be involved, such as privacy, information security, physical security, and uh, usually, you know, business engineering to get to the root cause sometimes of, of why these incidents occur, and human resources as well. So, and I wonder if you could even give us a hypothetical example of, of what accelerated breach response looks like as opposed to traditional. So within a company, you would have an incident where, say, there was a courier that was intercepted, in, you know, an in-house courier that was intercepted, and the bag that they were transferring had paper and maybe some electronic media being transferred from, say, like one bank branch to another, and it's intercepted, it's stolen. So what happens is, is that if, you want that person, when that happens right away, to not only report the theft of, you know, the financial assets, the physical assets, like the mobile devices, the financial assets being the, um, you know, the actual money, if you know, or checks that were stolen, but also the information assets. So you want to make sure that the reporting is in there for that information asset breach immediately. And you want to have it escalated again to an attorney so that they can see the incident and they can see the complexity of it and they can work with the team within the company to make decisions because a lot of times people who practice in this area get very familiar with the incidents and they understand the nuances. There's others that, you know, first time in looking at a breach and saying, oh, I, I'll work your in information security breach for you, you know, that's where things can get really derailed because the right thing to do is to take a look at that information and separate, well, okay, what's paper, what's electronic, what's encrypted, and sort out. Because there are states in the United States that have data breach laws. There's 46 states and territories that have data breach laws. So some of those state laws do not require reporting for paper or notification to consumers for paper breaches. So if you could separate out and not over-report, that's key in saving money. So it's not only 
accelerating, but it's also efficient breach response. So when you're going to the accelerated part, you're saying, okay, now we know what we have to report up. You really should have an attorney in place that has all of the laws known to them and all the nuances. To, and there's about three or four uh, different risk analyses that are required for analyzing whether a breach is reportable or not, whether the risk of harm would require you to report. And so, you know, having familiarity with that type of, of dashboard of information on how a breach is to be managed is really important. So again, I rely on a cloud-based tool to help me out with that, to make it quicker, but I also know myself what the nuances of the law are. So when it comes time to a lawyer looking at the risk of harm analysis, that's a human task, and that has to be done by somebody who's accomplished and trained in that task. So then you move forward to, you know, the next steps, and each one would be handled in the same manner. You don't start drafting a letter for the first time. You should have experience in knowing the nuances of each attorney general and being familiar with all the different attorney general's offices and what they're looking for in a letter and what they're not looking for and what would trigger further regulatory comment and maybe what the goal is to get to that point where you're sending a letter that they're satisfied with and which would not trigger their ire or their desire to look more closely at your breach. Well, Ellen, you've made a good case for accelerated breach response. I guess my question for you now is how do organizations get there? So how an organization would get there would be to take their stakeholders and see who's going to be involved in each type of response. You may want to dedicate, you know, some people who are only going to handle paper breaches. Then there's other, you're going to have, you know, somebody who specializes in mobile devices because you're going to have to deal with the device and turning it off, wiping it, and then, you know, trying to figure out if you're going to be able to retrieve it. And there's a pathway for mobile devices and their reporting and, um, you know, their tracking further down the line. Someday you want to see if you can get that device back. So there should be some specialists in each of these areas or somebody who has that specialization, that knowledge in paper, mobile devices, and electronic, and then systems breach. You have to have a, your relationships with your IT and information security group, fraud group, and human resources in place because you're looking at making sure that if there's emails that are coming in that are phishing scams or farming, that you know how to respond to those issues in advance. It shouldn't be we're training while we're going. It should be we're training everybody up front on all these different types of breaches so that we'll know how to respond when they come in so that you're not behind responding to the incident. You're able to contain the event and contain the point of entry and uh, start to be able to assess your damages and how you're going to report and notify to consumers in the most, you know, expedient manner possible. So I think that that also requires having all the vendors in place that specialize in different types of breaches. There's vendors that specialize in HIPAA. There's vendors that specialize in, in HIPAA for the healthcare industry. 
and there's vendors that specialize in the financial services industry. So you want to make sure that you have a, your breach response team, your provider, and you need to know up front, do you need you know, further investigation? Who's your forensics vendor? How does that work? And have all of these contracts in place before you open the door and say, we do breaches here. <laughs> because if you're negotiating under pressure for a client, you're not going to get the best terms for, you know, and conditions in an agreement. So you want to make sure everything's in place. Run a few incidents as if they're real time. Make sure that everybody responds correctly. And I really have always seen this as part of business continuity and disaster recovery. So some of these cyber attacks can be a disaster for your company. You need to make sure that you're running these incidents as if it was an event under those plans. So Ellen, the question organizations are going to have is, what are the tools and skills necessary for me internally in my organization so I can be prepared to make this move to accelerate a breach response? So I think the first the first tool is your reporting tool. Is how is that going to be rolled out to your colleagues, your members in your within your company, and how and, you know and actually scoping out, you know, are you going to be trying to catch incidents in other countries? And I think that's a very good idea. If you're doing it all at once, make sure you have everybody supplied with a reporting tool that reflects the type of breach that would occur in each country and have a way to escalate that to a central repository, a central person who can then manage the incident response when it comes in and where it goes to. And also it would trigger for those that are deemed, you know, true incidents that need to be examined by an attorney, escalate them to the, an attorney right away. So you need a really good relationship with your attorney. You need a company, you know, excuse me, a law firm that's really dedicated to being on 24-7 and accepting um, escalations. And all of your partners have to be willing to accept escalations 24-7. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a deep relationship, and it's, it's one that should be scoped out in advance and run through and tested before you rely on it. I've got a final question for you, and it is, what advice would you offer, Ellen, to organizations to, one, assess their own state of breach response now to see where they are on the sort of the continuum to accelerated, and, B, where do they begin the shift toward the accelerated mode? So how do we assess where we are and how do we move forward? What's your advice? Well, I think the first question is, who's doing it now? Who's managing these incidents for us now? And interviewing that person and seeing what their job description is, who they report to, and asking them, how do you manage these? What are you doing now? What are your pain points? What do you think can be made uh, more efficient? What do you think uh, is good about what, you know, what you're doing? And what do you think is bad? And, you know, what kind of training do you need going forward? What, and, you know, what training that do you have that's that's been helpful? So really getting to that, it, it sometimes it usually does fall on one person, and it should fall on a team. But finding them and, and asking them what they have, what they need, and moving forward from there to up the chain on who is receiving notices of, of incidents. You don't want to over-notify the C-suite, but you want to escalate the, the lost media tapes, the big cyber attacks up to the C-suite because 
we all know with cyber attacks under the SEC, you, know, you need to be reporting what your risks are. So there needs to be a, uh, I would say, a really great tool would be a map of how the incidents are escalated, who's notified, and who may be left, being left out of the loop that needs to be brought in the loop, maybe regulatory risk, legal, and again, human resources, fraud, physical security, as well as information security, and technology as well. Well, Ellen, that's fine insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you very much. Thank you. I enjoyed this interview. The topic has been Accelerated Breach Response. I've been talking with Ellen Giblin. She's Privacy Counsel with the Ashcroft Law Firm. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.